We've got absolutely nothing to talk about. I don't know why we're even here. We're here because we love you, Jim. <clears throat> and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Do you believe any of that? Nope. Yeah, me either. I don't know why you're uh, you're so grumpy today and then you refused my package. Are we even friends anymore, Jim? Uh, not sure yet. Oh, what are you waiting on to decide? Yeah. Tough day. <laughs> Good talk, buddy. You want to talk yeah. about your feelings? <laughs> Tough day. Shall we talk about pool? I want to talk about your feelings, Jim. No, you don't. Tell me what's going on in your life. My children are trying to kill me. Slowly. Have you ever thought about hitting them? <sighs> Thinking about hitting you. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out if your children are in danger or not, Jim. No, that, no. the father is. The father is. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what happens when you, you know, procreate. Mm -hmm. So what's been it, happening in the pool world? I've not been on for a couple of weeks. I know. I how, about, how, about, how about Raymond taking down Filler at the DCC? Yeah, what's your thoughts, buddy? Well, they're finally an American that can beat him. I don't know. Sky's had a pretty decent track record. Yeah, not race to nines, he hasn't. Uh, well, Alex Peggy Lyon is basically American. He smashes them every time they play. You can't just... You just want everybody to be American now. You're not one of them, are you? Oh, he's, uh, he, he's had a hot dog. He's American. He's had a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's hard to argue with that logic. I don't know. I got nothing. You kind of take what you can get, you know? There's been a few more been a few more player announcements what what have you been thinking about uh for the player announcements um i mean no surprises i mean i would fully expect everybody to to sign the contract because the contract's very very it's, it's a very flexible contract you're not obliged to play certain events the only thing that's in there is don't play another nine ball event instead of one of our events so there's it's it's a pretty flexible contract so basically even if players are still on the fence, they sign the contract and then they make a decision after the 1st of March, depending on whether players start getting banned. I think what, we, what we'll see is that the, I think the UK Open is going to be the first Open event after the 1st of March. Wouldn't surprise me if there's quite a few players missing from that that are going to hang back and wait and see if the players who do play actually end up getting banned or not. And then they'll make their decisions on whether they're WPA or matchroom. So at the moment, they sign the contract to guarantee their spots. And then they wait and see, probably hoping that the ban doesn't go ahead, which I, I've got a feeling it's not going to go ahead. I think Matchroom and wow. the, the WPA have been together again recently, and I think uh, it went positively. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, Emily did say that, uh, that, that I guess just, just going off this, Emily did make a, a public announcement that they were in discussions again. Yeah. I don't know what those discussions are or what they entail. Well, it's the WPA backtracking, isn't it? More than likely. Yeah. Uh, they, they they can't go through with that ban. Um, well, they can, but it wouldn't they be can, very yeah. It wouldn't be very smart of them. Um, so you know they've they, they they you know they've tried to call people's bluff, and uh, uh, in general, it hasn't worked. Um, but I mean, there's going to be 128 players have signed. 
that's 128 players that have signed a contract for the for the World Nine Ball Tour, but how many of those 128 are fully committed to the World Nine Ball Tour and how many of them are just sort of going to wait and see what happens? And they've got their spot now, so it's guaranteed for them. And we see. I would I guess mean, that 128 of them are committed. Huh? Which I, I said I would uh, I would I would venture to guess that 128 of them are committed to it. I'm just not sure 128 are committed to it and are willing to lose uh, any sort of WPA sort well, of correct. Thing, right? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. How many how many of them are committed to taking the ban if it be, if it comes into effect? Because even you know, all many, of, many, all the players that I. Well, all the players that I know that are hanging around with the WPA are doing so reluctantly because they feel like their hands are tied. They're not doing yes. it because they want to. Everybody There's that I know that is signing with the WNT is signing because they want to. No. I don't, see, I know I don't agree with that. I, I, I think there's players in amongst that 128 that are signing it, hoping that the bans don't go ahead. And if the bans do go ahead, they'll make a decision on whether they really are WNT or WPA. I mean, the European Championships was scheduled for August uh, for April. Uh, uh, no, yeah, April. Um, but that's been moved now. So there'll be a whole of the players that have signed this, knowing that they could play the European Championships because that was before any matchroom event was going to be held. That they could freely play the European Championships, and now they're thinking, "Oh, maybe I won't be allowed to play the European Championships if the ban goes ahead." You know. So I think there's going to be I think there's going to be a few players from Europe who don't play in the UK Open. This is just my theory behind it that don't play the UK Open and sit back and wait and see if players get banned or not. Um, but there's also the scenario where before the first of March the WPA and Matchroom sort something out and it's just all swept under the carpet kind of thing. Sure. Well, we don't have a we don't have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. So if you have any uh, questions. Feel free to get them in. Uh, Ryan yeah, so there's one. Yeah, any, any thoughts, uh, Ryan Harrison? Any thoughts on all the players leaving Predator? Um, uh, conjecture more than more than any solid information from my side, unless Nate no more knows more than I do. Um, well, I mean, let's talk about some of the players who have left. Um, David Alcadi left. Went just signed with Payshower. Um, Francisco Sanchez Ruiz left and is now with uh, QTech. Um, Max Lechner left and is now with, uh, why am I blanking on it? Um, don't think he announced anything, did he? Oh yeah. He's with how, how cues. Oh yeah. That was right. Yeah. yeah he went with how, um, is there anybody else I'm missing? Um, off the top of my head. Um, no, yeah, no, not for the moment. Not that I can think of. I mean, if, I mean, if anybody else has any. Uh, anybody else has any that you can think of that left outside of that? I mean, besides that, I mean, uh, I mean, three players leaving. Oh, Oscar, I mean, yeah, Oscar left, but Oscar left a you know a decent amount of time ago. I mean, it's pretty close to a year ago, I think, right? Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I mean, you can also look at it the other way. I mean, I mean, I mean, people are speculating that this whole the, the, the this kind of exodus of players away from Predator has got to do with the WPA and Matchroom, but just look at the players that are still there. You know, um, so Tyler, Tyler, Josh, Tyler, Miller, Tachi, Josh Filler, you know, they're all still there and they've, you know, they've all uh, signed a contract for the, for, for Matchroom. So, I mean, I'm not sure how much truth is in that whole thing. I think, you know, QTech, QTech basically pay hard cash, which Predator really don't really, you know, it's all like equipment. Depending stuff on like the that. player, yeah. 
Um, whereas whereas QTech are playing hard cash, paying hard cash. So that I mean, if they're going to do that, then players, you know, yeah. I mean, it's difficult it's, uh, to, to, to not take that. You know, if QTech come knocking on the door and say, "Listen, I'm going to give you," I mean, this is just I, I, this is not me saying that this is how much anyone gets. But if they turn around and somebody says, "I'll give you seventy five thousand a year," yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, if, if you do remember the the Predator Pro Tour started, uh, give or take about three years ago, give or take, um, if I'm not mistaken. And generally speaking, a lot of these pro contracts are about three years long. So there's a lot of players that I think that signed right around before or after that pro tour started that, you know, it's just a timing thing where a lot of their contracts are going to be coming up. Right. So if, if, you know, your contract, if, if a lot of contracts are coming up, even if you only lose a few of those, it's going to look like they're all kind of coming at once. But you know, when predators kind of hitting their, uh, their marketing strategy with their, the pro tour, obviously it makes a lot of sense to have a lot of pros there. So mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be the timing of when when about their pro tour started in the cohorts of a, a normal length of a player contract, too. I don't think it. I mean, they still have a lot of players. I mean, they still got Josh Filler, Carlo Beato. I mean, I'm looking at their their online uh, their pro team, which isn't updated because I see David Alkaidi is still on here. But you know, Rublin Amit, uh, Jennifer Beretta, Carlo Beato, Mark Beisterbosch. Um, Kelly right. Fisher, yes, as well, still there, is she? Kelly Fisher, Chang Jung Lin, Margaret Fafalova, Pia Filler, Kelly Fisher, uh, Mieszko Fortunski, Roland Garcia, Roberto Gomez, Dennis Graba, I mean, uh, Wu Chit Ching, Conrad Eustachian, Eklund Kachi, Alex Kazakis. Um, I mean, they did have a huge amount of players on their books. I mean, a ton, yeah, a ton. Right. And, I, you know, I, I could still go through Evan Lunda, Imran Majid, Alex Montpellier, John Mora, Albin Ocean, Yasmin Ocean, Daryl Peach, Aleska, uh, Sanjin, Anton Raga. Uh, I mean, I'm just going through like their list that's on here. I mean, there's there's an absolute ton of players that are still on here. Victor Zelinsky just resigned. Actually, this this might actually not have been updated for a long time because I still see Jonas on here, too, <laughs> who's obviously gone now with McDermott. Um, so there's another player, I guess, that we missed that. But, I mean, there's still a lot of players on there. Until I start seeing, like, mass, mass exiting, I'm not going to be too worried about any of it. Um, no, I, I don't really think there's much in it. I mean, Ryan, Ryan's commenting again there, saying there was uh, some of the WNT players, they didn't have the Predator logo in the picture. I mean, it's Predator. It's Matchroom's picture. They can do whatever they like. Well, no, so there's there's actually, to my understanding, the reason why that is the case is because there was a cease and desist letter um, oh, correct. on that. Yes. Yeah. So that's the reason why there's going to be zero predator on there is because um, it's because there's been a cease and desist letter. So Matchroom cannot legally use Predator's uh, logo without express written consent is my understanding of what's going on. So it's so. Predators, is predators the reason why they're not their logo's not on it? Yeah, Predator's the reason why Predator's not on there. Yeah. Um, discussing anything important? No, not really. We're kind of talking right now about, uh, I guess, any fan questions. So we just discussed uh, the player, all of the players leaving Predator, or at least the illusion of the players leaving Predator. I'm not convinced that uh, there's a mass exodus because of any particular reason. I, I still think it's more just a timing of when they were really signing a lot of players due to their pro tour. Um, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see as things go on where you know players end up but uh yeah 
Bob, Bob is ask, Bob's asking how that nine ball is haunting me. It hasn't haunted me for one second, Bob. I could honestly <laughs> couldn't care less. I had, a, I, had a, I had a great night, and I'm glad that one of the local guys won. And uh, to be honest, if I, if I had won, I'm not sure what I would have done. It would have probably just been free beer for everybody until the 500 was up because uh, I didn't go there to win the money. I just went there to have a bit of fun and uh, and, and and help create a bit of an atmosphere, which uh, which apparently was quite successful. <laughs> Carl had some fun with you. Yeah, we did. You we had a good night. Well, we had way too much to drink. Way too much to drink. But it was good fun. It was good fun. Good. Yeah. good. Uh, any other questions in here? Uh, first, Rox, thank you for the, the birthday wish. That was nice of you. Um, anything else in here? Um, how do you feel about Molina Mike's interview with Emily uh, when they when she said that they were still in talks with the WPA? Uh, I mean, I guess we, we discussed this a little bit. I mean, we all kind of I, – I still don't think that I'm in a different spot that I was four months ago or whatever it was when they announced it. I I think the W or uh, I think that the the WPA did exactly what they had to do in the moment to try to consolidate power and hold on to whatever power that they had. I said at the time I didn't think it was going to work, and I still don't think it's going to work. And it, I mean, if they're back into um, discussions now, uh, I don't know who started those conversations. I don't know if it was the WPA. I don't know if it was Emily or Matchroom. I don't know who came back to start trying to have discussions again. But with that being said, I. just, I think that the WPA did what they had to do to try to hold on to as much power as they have over the industry. And I didn't think it was going to work then. I don't think it's going to work now. So it's whether or not they want to, I guess, cower and go back to them or if Matram wants to say, all right, well, we're not going to be as you know rigid as we were before. Let's try to work something out. Somebody's going to have to come back to somebody. And I still, yeah, I'm just in the mindset that this isn't going to last. Jim? No, I think it'll. I think they'll, they'll, they'll come to some sort of an agreement. Um, I think uh, uh, are holding all the cards really at the moment. So um, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how much the WPA can backtrack on their stance of not giving the nine ball ranking to to Matchroom or whatever, or if they found a way to actually do it. Um, I really don't know. Um, I don't really see Matchroom backing down on it. Um, uh, I hope they figure something out. You know, that would be the perfect scenario if they do figure something out uh, before the 1st of March and let the players, give the players some clarity and let, they know, let them know exactly where they stand and everything they can play. Um, at the moment, it's not, Matt Matchroom's not stopping them from playing anything other than a nine ball event. If there is a Matchroom nine ball event, that's the only thing they're not allowing them to do. Uh, if they want to play the 10 ball world championships and there's a maximum event that collides with it, they can go ahead and play the 10 ball world championships and maximum won't do anything against them. It's fine. Um, so we'll see. It's good that they're talking, uh, they're getting together. Um, and we'll see how far it goes and where it goes from there. I've not, heard, I've got no, I've honestly, no inside information or backroom gossip. I couldn't tell you anything about it really. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, I mean, I, I hear some rumbles here and there of stuff that's going on, but I, I just don't. I mean, Matchroom has never shown to me that they can make amends once a, a rift was made. Um, but they've also never needed to. I mean, they're the ones that are storming ahead and moving this industry forward. Do they need to slow down and bring along an entity as old and <laughs> decrepit as the WPA? I don't know. 
we'll see. I mean, the WPA still does a lot of important things. I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't, but they also, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, we, our, dis, our discussion on the WPA matchroom rift a long time ago was, uh, I guess we'll just, I'll just stick with that is, is where I, where I'm at on it. So, uh, any other questions we have in here? Um, as far as, uh, Ryan asks, uh, Derby City Classic adding another day for next year after some big name players complain this year. Well, a bunch of big player, big name players complain every year. And while it's gotten worse, definitely the last two years as far as this all day playing stuff. Um, I mean, it's 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 always been Carl's already torturing you. Uh, that's always been it's always been an event that players leave complaining about. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of players being players. The same players that say that they're done with it are the same players that are there this the same time next year. There's just too much money in the event and too many. I mean, where else can you go play three world quality paying events back to back to back and not have to worry about transportation, or, uh, transportation costs? Of course, world, you have- did, you, did you just call them world quality paying events? They pay For- absolute peanuts. Oh, well, compare. What else pays a ton more? But it's. Look, look, the, the Derby City Classic. I'm, is, I'm not. Is, I'm not saying it doesn't pay peanuts. I'm saying that everything pays peanuts, and this is okay, another event that pays the peanuts, it's, right? It's it's a great listen. It's it's the history that's in there. It's the, the tradition. It's, it's it's a fantastic event, and I would never want to see the the Derby City Classic disappear. But please, Matchroom, just drop it as a ranking event because it should never be a ranking event. It's the least professional. For the size of the tournament and for the history yeah. it has, it's the least professional tournament I've ever seen. I go on the live stream and I see some guy in a baseball cap and ripped jeans and a Metallica t-shirt, you know, playing on the live stream, you know, and this is supposed to be professional pool. This is a ranking event for the for the, for the World Nine Ball Tour. It's just, come on. It's, well, it's just, I'll push back on that a little you're bit. The same, you're not playing the same break rules. You're not, I mean, it's, Leave it up. Leave it up to me to be uh, the guy who says you don't understand about America. But y- y- I, I think, I think a European might miss the the mystique of this event specifically. And this this event specifically is is a way for the pros to make it down to the players' level. Anybody can get in there, and you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's brilliant for that. Yeah, but it's not a ranking event. Sure, it can be. No, you can't. You can't have that. That the, the all right, all the right. So here, classic so, and no. that and look, look, the Derby City Classic in that format cannot be a ranking event. You can't have you can't have guys like I said, baseball caps, ripped jeans, and Metallica t-shirts playing on the okay. live stream table so or here, any table. So here's my have, pushback. You can't, you, can't here's have, my... you can't have guys playing for twenty four hours straight on the last day to try and win sixteen thousand. Okay, all right. You can't Hold have. On. Here's you here's my here's my thoughts guys on it. in there in the in the tournament. Okay. Is it the U.S. Open? No. Is it uh, is it the World Pool Championships? No. Is it the World Pool Masters? No. But there is something charming about having amongst the Masters and the U.S. Open and the Australian Open and the the U.K. Open in golf. It's also something charming about having the Waste Management Classic in Arizona, where if somebody gets a hole in one, they have to they have to pause the event because they have to go out there with squeegees and clean the beer cans off of the green. There's something charming yes. about having something that's kind of silly like that, and that Brilliant. is still Brilliant. an Brilliant. absolutely it's still an absolutely perfect PGA event. And There's something still, charming and about it, and it's, and it's still played over. 
uh, four rounds of 18 holes for 72 holes with the with the lowest score winning at the end, and they play one round a day. So it, the, the format is exactly the same as the big tournaments. Well, there's a well, well, there's also a lot of events that are uh, match play. There's a lot of ones that are like doubles. There's a lot of ones that you know, father son stuff. There's a lot of events that are different on the PGA tour. Like you can have different style events. They're just never going to be taken as serious as the masters or the U S open or the, the Australian open. There's just events that are never going to be taken as seriously, but that doesn't mean they don't have a place on the tour. No, but I, I do consider the DCC as a tournament to be taken seriously, but as the DCC, it's not a ranking event. The DCC, as the DCC is, it's great. It's a grind. You get all you get all that action going on at the same. Time. Well, apparently the action in the back room was really was dried up this year for some reason. Well, there's, no, you've there's got, no time to you've play. Got, I mean, when you have somebody, you've got four when you different tournaments, you know, you've got you got your ten ball, your one pocket, your banks, your nine ball. It's there's just any time you turn your phone on, you've got a match to watch. It's it's brilliant. I really enjoy watching it. But don't tell me it's a professional tournament, and don't tell me it should be a ranking tournament because it shouldn't, and it's not. I mean, it's. Okay, so so let me ask you this. If they put a dress code in place, if they put a dress code in place and they added one more day so they're not playing 24 hours straight, what do you have a problem with it? Then reduce the field to 256 maximum as well. Why? What do you mean, why? why, that's, why not do you professional, need... that's not a professional tournament then. Because professional has to be 256? No, because you can't have 500 Fargos playing in it. That's the point of that you event, though. That's but this is the part that you're missing about it. Like but this is the part that you're you missing about it. This is the one you, event of the year where you can actually you get do, into the you box. Can't do, you can't you can't do rebuys with a player getting a buy every round and call that a, and make that a ranking tournament. But Jim, that's the magic. You can't have three event. people get the final. One of them gets a buy to get through. That's not how. That's not tournament pool. It's that's a Derby City Classic, and that's what makes it different from everything else. But that's what excludes it for me as being a major. Well, I don't. I don't think who's going to argue it's a major. I'm not arguing it's a major. I'm just saying that I'm just the, just like the waste management isn't a major in golf, right? But there's some there's something for a goofy event like this having a place on the tour. They don't even play the same rules. Uh, I mean, not every tournament has the same rules. I mean, night the, turning, the, the, the world the world, the, world the world nine ball tour every tournament will have, have to be played with the with with the, with the will have to be will have to be not yet well, this is the first one of the year this is the first one turning stone turning stone classic was that was that uh, uh that was it was, a, tour it was historically yeah, but it's not anymore <laughs> because of those reasons the guy the organizer refused to change the format and matchroom said okay then you're out and he went okay fine I'm not changing the format. Okay, don't then. Okay, uh, then you're out, and that's fine. I mean, they have that option, right? I mean, the the point I'm making is just just because everything doesn't confide perfectly within the laws of the WNT doesn't mean that there's not a place for an event. I didn't say there wasn't a place for it. There is there is a place for it. I would never want to see it go away, but it is what it is. And I'm not. A, it, it, so what? So what are we actually arguing about here? Because I'm not saying it's a major. Well, I'm just saying, saying that there's a place for it. You're, you're saying that it can be. That it should be a ranking. I'm saying it's not. It shouldn't be a ranking event. I'm saying, yeah, I absolutely think it should be a ranking event. Why not? I think it should under the under so, the so current format. Not. So and, I don't think, and, I don't, and I don't think adding a day extra is going to change that because what you're then doing is, I bet if they add a day extra, the prize fund still doesn't go up. So all these players are going to book an extra day there. And it's going to cost them even more money, so the, the, the split they get at the end of it is even less. 
I don't know. I, I think that I think that how as you, how, 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 can, how, how can you play? I mean, how can you play all that pool? I mean, Filler came away with some decent, but with, with good, good money because he won pretty much everything, you know. Uh, I mean, Jason didn't do too bad, and he made like about a grand or something like that. At the well, end, if we're, gonna, cool. if we're gonna start attacking this, if we're gonna start attacking this, and let's attack the U.S. Open, you have to go and have an expensive ass hotel for seven days, mm-hmm. and you win by your terms peanuts. At least in this event, you have three different opportunities to take a stab at fifteen grand. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, really, I mean, everything is peanuts. Everything is everything is too expensive. Everything the prize money is never going to be enough, at least not yet, in any event that you go to, including the biggest event of the year, which is probably the right. U.S. Open. So of the World well, World let me let, let let me get this straight. Raymond Raymond got to round eleven in the nine ball. Was it round eleven nine ball? Uh, sounds right, something like that. So he won ten, he won he won ten matches. He won nine, ten matches. How much money? Ten, how much, nine, nine with a rebuy. How much money did he win? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're Have wrong. You ever play, I, I I play in tournaments where I, where I, I win more money than Raymond did for winning four matches, five matches. He's he's had to go through nine rounds, ten rounds. He's been the best player in the world to get through there, and he's probably won about five hundred dollars for getting that. I'm point. not. But Jim, I'm not arguing any of that. I understand that there's no money in this freaking game. What I'm no, saying no is that, there's no money in that tournament for the amount of effort you put in and what you put sure, yourself through. Definitely. It's definitely. not it's, it's not but worth it. it. <laughs> but how much different is that? How much different is that from the US Open right now? You which you will which you would agree is a is a is a major, right? Yeah, but you you win you win three matches at the US Open, you're guaranteed a grand. Sure. And then if you win five matches, you're guaranteed yeah, seven grand. Yeah. No. I mean, it depends. It depends which order you may, you win them in, right? Of course, if you win your no, first well, five, if, matches, you won, if you won, if you won, your, if you won three, then you're into the last sixty-four. So you win seven, you're into the quarterfinal. I think if you lose your first and then win your next three, but we're 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 talking about three wins on. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but last there's not a lot of last sixty-four is a maximum of three wins. Correct. Right. Uh, so and then you're then you're in a grand. Could you you could lose your first match and have to win four, I think. Four or five. Yeah, okay, whatever. But but you know, yes, yeah, so we don't need to worry about that. But the difference between the last sixteen and the last sixty-four isn't very much. You're still losing money. Yeah, but <laughs> you can you cannot win ten matches at the US Open without being the champion. Correct. No, I am not <laughs> and, you walk away, but, and then you walk away with sixty grand. So so then your argument is you should be able to make you should be making X amount of dollars per match that you win. Is that is that your no, argument? My argument is the Derby City Classic is the Derby City Classic. It's a grind, but it's not. It's like getting paid minimum wage, like less than minimum wage. Your hourly rate there, the amount for the amount of work okay. you actually put in, it's the worst tournament. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let me finish. Let me finish. Out of the, the PLP is way worse. The PLP yeah. is way worse. <laughs> the yeah, that's an invitational. Cool. That's an invitational. There's no ranking points there for okay. that. That's, no so, that's minimal, that. so that's less than minimum wage, then you'll at least agree on that. Yeah, you're not even getting any ranking points for that. Sure. But you shouldn't either because it's an invitational. And I'm sure. saying that you shouldn't. I mean, let's be honest, the guys that the, the guys that other than filler, uh, the, the guys who finished, let's say, f- five and above, six and above, they're not getting much ranking points anyway because it's a money list. Yeah. So they're really not getting much in ranking points for the DCC either. Yeah. How much difference is it going to make to the ranking? Not very much. 
Yeah, I, I find myself, I, I'm like literally, I don't even like the Derby City Classic. I think it's a stupid event and I don't even. Well, like, I like the fact that there's always pool to watch, but I, I don't I, think I particularly like being there. It's, it's yeah. I, I, I don't know, I, but I, I think you're just missing the mystique of like, this is like the one event of the year where you literally go into every single round with excitement on who you could end up drawing as an amateur. Uh, and on the pro side of it, it, it's more of a, honestly, it's more of an amateur side of events. I mean, it, there's a lot of events for players, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, players to make money. There's, you know, if you're a great player, there's four opportunities for you to make money five, if you're in the, the bank's ring game, but I mean, really it, it's, it's an event for the amateurs that brings you closer to your heroes. Every single round, you have no idea who you're going to end up playing Perfect. and you could end up, you could end up drawing Shane Van Boning, or you can end up drawing Joshua filler and you get to mm -hmm. take your stab at playing them. It's an event. Honestly, I think for the amateurs to the, like the, the upper shortstop uh, middling players, like it, it's, it's an event Great. for them. And, and I'm happy to accept that that's what the event does. But I'm that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that it can't be, it doesn't, yes, but it, that doesn't mean that it can't be taken seriously. Well, I didn't that. say I didn't take it seriously. Ask Chris Melling if he takes it seriously. I'm pretty sure Chris Melling regards his uh, DCC nine ball as, as probably one of the biggest titles, if not the biggest titles he's ever won. It's a tough ass tournament to win. I mean, that is a tough, it's one of the toughest tournaments to win, but in some way for the wrong reasons. It shouldn't be about the survival of the fittest at the end. It should be about the best players yep. at the end. And um, Fillers won, Phil, 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 won that at the end basically because he's a bit of a nutcase. He's and a psychopath. He, he's a psychopath. <laughs> and he, just, and he just plays pool and plays pool and plays pool and plays pool and plays pool. That's how Fillers end up winning that, playing 24 hours straight at the end. Yeah. No, um, I'm with you there. Yeah, it's, I mean it's an interesting discussion. I still think it's I th I still think there's a place for it to be considered a. Um, now, if we're talking about money and it needs to have more money, then yes, absolutely, I am 100 on board. Even if you have to like start pulling money from one division to put into another division, like if you have to pull five percent of the prize fund in the banks to put into the nine ball to make it even more serious, and same with the one pocket, I don't see a reason why you couldn't do that. I mean. Uh, and it's, it's not uncommon in the U S for people to pull money entries from other divisions and put them in other divisions all the time. The master's division in our state pulls money from other divisions and that's the incentive to get better. Part of your entry goes to fueling the other things and there's more added money to those. So, I mean, I don't see a reason why you couldn't do something like that. Um, maybe there's a real, I mean, option to, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you get more money into it. I agree that the money in it is a joke, but the money in everything is a joke. Yeah. At this point, I mean, we're hoping that it gets better, but the fact that uh, Joshua Filler made what he made was a testament to how much, again, of a psychopath that he really is. But all right, let's uh, let's move on from that. I think that I don't even I, I don't even know why I'm entertaining this question, but it seems kind of like fun. So <laughs> who do you think could be Jason Shaw in a bar fight? <laughs> I don't know. It might be fun. I'll tell you what. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> Aro, Aro would rip him Aro apart. Would, Are you kidding me? Aro would, Aro would rip him apart. Uh, I'm not mess. If there's one person on the tour that I think would like literally rip apart everybody else on tour, if you got him pissed off, I would not fuck with Mieszko Fortunski. That dude is like a little cannonball of just anger and muscle, and I wouldn't mess with him. Nah, I don't think you can piss him off enough. Rodney Morris. Rodney, oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's not on tour. Well, no, yeah, okay, but you know, well, you just seen a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 
But I, I, yeah, Rodney Morris, I think he was a bit of a, a machine. I think I don't think you're getting the wrong. And side I think he's got a, he might he's, have he's a little bit. On, he's getting on a little bit now. He might be a little bit slower, but I think a few years ago, I don't think anybody would have said boo to Rodney Morris. I th- well, I still think I still <laughs> Tom, Tom Stadley says Nick Malai. Yeah, but that, that's that's probably not. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Malai and his crew, perhaps. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, Nick well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, Eklund Kachi's crew. <laughs> they look fucking bad all yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mates. Yeah. The people that he's got following him around, I don't – yeah, they look uh, – and they're Albanian, so I don't know if I'm trying to mess with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Earl. And, uh, obvi- uh, and obviously uh, – Earl's about as fragile. Hunter Lombardo is obviously – he likes a bit of a fight as well, the way he yeah, yeah, called yeah, out yeah. Earl. I think Hunter, you've one you've got to watch out for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sticking with mine. I think Mieszko. I'm not messing with Mieszko. That dude just looks scary. If you, if you, if you were to ever get mad, that dude looks scary. All right. Uh, I don't know. Anybody Excellent. got any other, any other silly questions you want to have us discuss? I can't scroll through the. Ch- oh, you here? I can. Uh, There's nothing else in there that's really. Uh, any Dennis news Hatch, on the that's- Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, okay, Dennis Hatch. Yeah. Him and Boise almost got into it one year at Moscone Cup. That would have been funny to watch. Boise was left topless. <laughs> Dennis just grabbed him by the shirt and went, and his whole shirt just popped off his body. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably had that plan for later on in the night when he was doing sexy dance or something. Yeah, uh, it was. I, did, I think it, did, it was put on with Velcro kind of thing for his dancing yeah. later on. I think, I think that's probably it. Knowing Boise the way I know Boise, that's probably true. Yeah. Any news on Moscone Cup venue this year? From Tom State. Uh, only rumors. Um, what I can tell you is uh, it may not be Vegas because of the Formula One being there. But I've also got a couple of folk that I know who are quite deep into the Formula One. And they've said that the Formula One may well end up moving because it's too cold that time of year for the tires in Las Vegas and it's a night race. Um, don't even know what that means. But that's what I know about that. And I've heard of Atlantic City and Texas being mentioned as possible venues for Moscone. But it wouldn't surprise me if... From what I understand, the chance is quite high that the Formula One doesn't take place. uh, And therefore, I think Vegas would be okay. Um, Because the Formula One takes up the whole strip. Um, I've been to every Moscone Cup since 2018. Uh, besides the one that's been closed off to the public, I'm I wouldn't go to Atlantic City for it. I no find it I find it difficult not to go to Moscone, but I would prefer it to stay in Vegas. Yeah, I yeah I I mean I've 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 given a lot of thought to this, and we always take a big group. And my thought for this, um, I just I hate Atlantic City so, and I I cannot find myself going there. And there's just there's no atmosphere around there. I mean, the good thing about Vegas is you there's always something to do. And depending on where it's going to be in Atlantic City, but the Atlantic City is so spread out that you you can't just walk between casinos. You can't wherever it's going to be at, you're going to be housed there. There's nowhere else that you can go. And if you put like I don't know. It's part of the part of the great thing about uh, the the Vegas and Moscone Cup is you can take your group to wherever the heck you want to go. If your group wants to be at Bally's, I, I guess now that's Horseshoe, and you want to be at Horseshoe and you want to hang out with your group at Horseshoe because that's where the venue is, that's great. If you wanted to go down to Caesars and take your group there, you can get away from the riffraff that is, you know, 
the Moscone Cup. You don't have to stay where you're at. If you're going to be at Atlantic City, I mean, the only places you're going to be able to go anywhere else is by Uber. And who wants to Uber everywhere that you go and wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes for an Uber and then Uber somewhere for 15 minutes and then stay there and then have to go back? It's, it's just Atlantic City is just awful. I'm hoping that it well, if if it is in Atlantic City, I think I'm going to try to get our same group and I'm going to try to get like some warm place to go to like uh, the Caribbean and just go on vacation during that week and just have like a viewing party in like Jamaica or something. Every day we just wake up and like watch the the Moscone Cup and then hang out on a beach somewhere the rest of the day. That's that's what I'm going to try to set up if uh, if it's in Atlantic City, just because I, I just don't want to go to it. I don't know. Atlantic City sucks. Next question. Yeah. Any, uh, any news on when they will announce the captains for Moscone? Uh, Ralph Eckert and Scott Frost. There you go. If it's, any, if it's anyone else other than that, then I apologise, but that's pretty much, I think that's almost a lock. Well, Ralph, Ralph Eckert has zero chance of not being there, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. that's, you, do, you, that's do, you, do, you don't win 11-3 and then not get it again. Yeah, I mean, not unless you have such a year of domination that you have to try to. Unless, unless he says himself he doesn't want it again, but I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, my, I'm, pre, I think, pretty sure Scott Frost is a strong favourite to get the USA one, and I think Ralph Eckert comes back. Well, have we officially? Has there officially been any announcement that JJ isn't coming back? No. No. So I mean, it's Scott Frost or JJ, I would think. Uh, yeah, I think I think JJ is probably. That was his last one, I think. I think that it probably is deserving. I mean, as much as I don't like saying that, because I'd, I'd really like JJ as a person and as a coach, um, at some point in time, you can like the person and still say that uh, their time has come to an end on it. I mean, we've, 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 we've had, I mean, every year there's been, you know, there's, there's, there's been a, a reason that we, you could come up with, you know, the Errol thing and then Errol not being there and, and have, uh, Jeremy having to play himself and the COVID and blah, blah, blah. The, blah. COVID, the COVID year, you could give him a pass because of that. Uh, the second year was the year that Earl was pulled out. And then the third year was Earl being in there. But I mean, unless Matram is coming to you and saying Earl's on your team, no matter what, then that was your decision to put Earl on there. And I mean, but you know always... what? Even with even with all those things contributing, we you know we you know making the assumption that those things contributed to the U.S. losing this year. The one he's just lost was the toughest one out of any of them for him to win. I mean, if you look, if you just look at what uh, the way it went, Europe come back with exactly the same team. They don't, you know, Ralph Eckert has to do absolutely nothing with that team. You know, Ralph Eckert would have been for me would have been the one possible weakness, and I'm not saying he, he is a weakness. I'm saying we didn't know because we'd never seen him coaching before. We don't know, and it turned out he didn't actually have to do any coaching because the team was already there. They played last year. They're just coming back to play again. It was just a basic case of do the same again. They're full of confidence. They've got exactly the team that they would they all wanted to to have, you know, and. USA made a bit of a mess of it on the on, on the first day, and they just ran away with it. It was always going to be the toughest one, even with Feder even with Feder coming into the team. It was always going to be the toughest one for them to win over the last years, because there was there was really nothing that could really go wrong within the European team, and the USA team need things to go wrong within the European camp uh, to have a chance. And um, but like but yes, how many chances does he get? I think that was probably his last one. 
but I think it was that was out of all of them that was that was the toughest one for him to actually win. Um, but yeah, I think Scott Frost. Uh, I think he's being lined up for it. I think he's being groomed for the position. Shall we say? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you go back and look at that Hunter Lombardo uh, foul that he called on. Uh, Scott Frost in the U.S. Open, and that might have been the best thing that ever happened to Scott Frost's career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when yeah, so I mean, if anybody didn't remember, Scott Frost is playing Hunter Lombardo, and it's Hill Hill, and Scott Frost has two pretty easy shots uh, remaining. Uh, he he makes his third to last ball, has two balls remaining, and Hunter Lombardo calls a foul on him uh, when he's down on the second yeah, to last ball on Hill Hill, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I think there was a small discussion about it, but it ends up working out to where Hunter Lombardo gets this ball in hand. Uh, next thing you know, a day later, Scott Frost is in the booth doing commentary, and we all know how great that went. And now he's now he's like Matchroom's U.S. darling, right? Well, they need one. I mean, who else has put their name in the, in the running? We see Johnny Archer's name getting mentioned in the comments here. You know, he's, he's mentioned with Sony Cup a few times. The chances of him getting in there a player are... are, are Zero at best, shall we say? Um, but he's probably somebody who'd like to get himself a, his name into the the, the hat for uh, um, for the the, the Moscone Cup. But uh, I don't know. I think Scott Frost probably got a, 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 as good or better chance than anybody else. Yeah. I would I would agree. Um, I, I mean, there aren't a lot of other people that I think uh, have have the. The track record. I mean, and I've I've been critical on that pick in the past, and I I stand critical to that pick in the future. I just don't see what he offers that JJ doesn't. If we're gonna if we're gonna get a new uh, player out there or a new coach out there, I I want to see something that's actually going to change. I want to see us take a new direction to try something new. But again, that's just my preference. I just don't see what's different between Scott and JJ. Uh, Rodney Morris, I would be okay with because I, I think he's something different. I think he's got a he's got some some spice to him that uh, Scott and JJ really don't. He's he's got that loud bolsterousness to him. It'd be something different. I don't know. But uh, was there anything else in here that I missed? Um, did you see anything going through here? A little Chris for captain. I'm all right with that. That'd be fun. Give him a cushion to sit on. Yeah. He's got to he's got to look over the top of all the camera crews and stuff like that. He'll never see anything sitting there. Yeah, he'll have to bring his uh, his milk crate so he can see above the, the pool table. Yeah, we might have to actually hang him from a hoist above the table just so he can see what's going on. Boost him up on the crane. Yeah. Oh, come on. We shouldn't be talking like this. He's not around to defend himself. Oh, Although my I, I think we would also actually probably say this if he was here, though, too. Hi, cutie. Well, oh, you're getting old. Who's that ugly man? You going to bed? Okay. I'll come up and see you in a bit, yeah? Yeah. Oh, um, cute. Yeah. Right then, what's, what, what else have we got here? Uh, Jim and Nate as captains, that'd be fun. We suggested that to Emily. She she wasn't... Yeah, no, she wasn't into it. She wasn't. <laughs> yeah, was she? Yeah. she was all right with me. It was Nate she didn't really like much about. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Joe Rogan, yeah, I mean that name's been mentioned loads of times, and that that would be, that, yeah, that would be the ultimate, you know. Yeah, or that's Ma just or, 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 or Manny Pac Manny Paco or something like that. Yeah. 
Well, for the Manny Pacquiao for the Reyes Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan would obviously, I mean, if you could get Joe Rogan for something like this, I mean, you'd be an absolute idiot not to even just of tell everybody else you can wait until he's done, right? Exactly. If you Joe Rogan Joe transcends, Rogan, yeah. he transcends the industry like no one else, right? I mean, the, the, the amount of extra fans that would bring just to do his podcast and everything like that, it would just be insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like adding Taylor Swift to NFL, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I even think just Joe, Joe Rogan in the commentary box would just be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's in the commentary box, you would think that he would also promote it on his channels and stuff like that. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that that's good. Uh, anything else? We have uh, the USA just needs a hype man. Well, we had Billy. That didn't work out very great for us. And he was about the best hype man you could ever ask for. And, yeah, Kyle, uh, Mark Wilson's already been there, done that, right? He's Mark Wilson was captain for three years, and they lost all three. And it wasn't particularly uh, competitive. Yeah. I don't know, Jimbo. How's your life been? What you been up to? It's been so long since you've been on the show. Oh, not a lot. I played Boise's Challenge. Uh, I played uh, Dutch Super League at the weekend. Uh, played all right. Well, and I've not really played, been playing much. I've been playing a lot of English pool with the European Championships and stuff like that. That's just been. Um, but I'll get back into it again and start playing a bit more. Well, we have our little bet. Uh, I still think I'm going to get to 700, Jim. Oh, yeah, we had a bet, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, stratosphere jump. What happens if we don't go to Vegas for that? we got to have Vegas for that. I'll jump off something else. Just jump off the nearest bridge? <laughs> I'll land on you. I had a good tournament so, last week. Something squishy. Yeah, well, I, I, right here, I can, get you. I can catch you. I had a good tournament last weekend, Jim. I think I'm going to go up a couple points. Brilliant. Keep it going. I'm delighted for you. That brings my, you Fargo, my, my, my Fargo's done nothing but go down for the last uh, two and a half years due to the fact that every single tournament I play in, it doesn't go into Fargo. Apart from the, the ones that you at. <laughs> the, apart from the matchroom ones where I've either been injured or not been or just been playing shit. And all the other stuff that I'm playing well in, they're not and go don't go into Fargo. So yeah. I've been I've been beating the a lot of the top guys of the Dutch Air Division, uh, Premier Division, but I don't get anything for that on my Fargo, so I've stopped even looking at it. Mm. It's not, it's not Fargo. To be honest, Fargo is only useful to American players anyway because it's 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 used for handicap tournaments, which we don't have over here anyway. So Fargo is absolutely useless for European players. It doesn't. It's a nice yeah. thing well, to know, but it really doesn't make any difference. Keep it out for as long as you possibly can. Maybe uh, maybe Europeans will like figure out what it's like to have handicaps and just fall in love with it. Unlikely. But, but I'm looking forward to you getting your Fargo up above mine, and then you can give me some weight. You need it. I, I will. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> getting on a bit now. Not as old as you look, buddy. Not as old as you look. Uh, uh, Darren Thompson, when we had Sky and Johnny Archer. Yeah, that was back. That was the very first um, virtual thing that we did with... Uh, that was like Inception. Yeah, with the, the Moscone Cup style thing when we had Johnny and Darren and Jason and Sky and the only thing that Johnny and Sky wanted to do was drink Fireball. <laughs> Who did we have in that? We had Rodney Morris. The U.S. was Kelly. Rodney Morris. Kelly, no, well, the U.S. was Jennifer Beretta, uh, Rob Johnny, Rob Sia. No, no, Rob Sia was in the first one. Was he in the second one too? 
Oh, it was Tyler, Tyler Steyer, Johnny. No, it was Tyler Steyer, Johnny, Rodney, Jennifer Beretta, and Sky. Oh yeah, Sky. Yeah, Sky. Well, yeah, yeah, Sky. Yeah, and yeah. then team, and then Europe was uh, David, Kazakis, Kelly Fisher, Chris Melling. No, me. <laughs> Did you play it? I played. Uh, maybe I only played the first one, but we had uh, Jason, Jason, uh, Darren, Kelly. David Alcady. Is it Kazakis? It might have been. Where was it? No, I don't think Kazakis played in the team thing. I thought he. Uh, uh... I think I had to play in it because you because we were, the the Europeans were too strong, so you demanded that I played in order to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, maybe I was right. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe maybe that was right. Yeah, that that could be good. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago, man. Jeez. Uh, yeah, has we, were, we were trend centers with the. Uh, yeah, we were doing school. it before it was cool. Did it before before, before people started stealing money. <laughs> yeah, right, away. Geez. yeah. Before people started recording themselves and cheating. <laughs> yeah. Breaking breaking at one point in time and having the light change after rack after exactly, rack. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh nah, I play Wisconsin is mostly bar table, uh so bar box, but I have a nine foot predator in my house. So but most of my have events you been, have you been playing on it? No, I haven't been doing I haven't been playing much at all. Um I've gotten into soft tip darts really hard, so I've been playing a lot of darts lately. Oh, hell. Uh and then um I've been doing a lot of house renovations. I'm uh, actually renovating my basement right or uh, my uh, bathroom in my basement right now so okay. i've been doing a lot of that stuff but uh yeah any updates on john layman yeah I, I don't have any updates on him um i guess i've I've only seen what i've seen on facebook i, I could reach yeah. out to him but i i mean i'm i'm always hesitant to reach out to people when they're they're going through issues like this because i just don't really know i don't know I've always found it weird whenever somebody reaches out to me when something happens and because I don't really know how to handle it. I just tell them, I guess, but I've always found it weird. I don't know why. So I'm like all it's, anxious it's just, about doing very, stuff like that. It, it all becomes very impersonal when you're just sending messages back and forward, I think. Yeah, and it, and in kind of a bit intrusive. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know whether you're poking your nose and it's something you shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Did we discuss derby drama? Yeah, a whole bunch, I guess. Yeah, Jim and you can I watch had... it back yet. It was I, I, I said some pretty sensible stuff. Nate just talked shit as usual. Jim and I just basically yelled at each other. It's like what we do. There's always there's a portion, there has to be a portion of the show every time that has that. Yeah. It's what it's people want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just any more because... questions? Because if if not, then I we're think just gonna, a, we're yeah. just talking nonsense now, aren't we? Well, we'll give everybody one more chance to get some questions in. Uh, has Jennifer Beretta played any events this year? No, I don't think she played hardly in anything, honestly. So I, I don't remember the last event that she really played in. Um, it's been a while. Um, I guess while while we're waiting for any questions coming in, if there are any that are going to come in, I'll give a shout-out to our sponsors that make the show happen, which is going to be up right now because apparently I uh, pulled them down when I did the chat stuff. Jacoby Custom Q is our title sponsor to the podcast really allows us to do what we do uh amazing quality i'm playing with them myself uh both as a shooting cue and as a break cue 
incredible cues, incredible quality, and they're 100% US made. So everybody likes that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're interested in getting yourself a Jacoby Custom Cue, we are also an authorized dealer for them. So reach out to us. We might even be able to get you a little percentage off. So reach out to us. We can get you hooked up with whatever you need. Uh, also, Horo Tips, Lippman Lights, Onboard Sportswear, Digital Pool, Salado, Billiards Digest, and Insight Performance Coaching. Thank you all for allowing us to continue doing the podcast. I'll also give a shout out to our Patreons that allow us to continue doing what we're doing. Mo Bashir, Dave Wiersma, Cody Wedig, Edla Dawi, who's in the chat right now. Uh, Matt Poland, thank you all for your contributions to the podcast and allowing us to keep doing what we're doing. All right. Is the Q benefit yet? I don't know what that means. Does that make sense to you? Huh? Oh yeah, sure. I'll play. I'll play an ad. Go well, ahead, tell you what, if, I, I, this will be this will be the biggest thing Jacoby's ever done because if you get yourself to a seven hundred Fargo, I'm telling you that's all the cue because there's no way your arm is a seven hundred Fargo. That's all cue. That's all. Jim, I just cannot believe how rude you are. Well, that's it. Folks, if you want to get yourself a Jacoby Q, get it now, because if Nate ends up getting to a 700 Fargo, they'll be able to charge double for those Qs, because they're obviously magic wands rather than just pool Qs. He's not wrong. Uh, no, we. I, I've been so bad on doing this, because I've been so busy with all the other stuff that's going on in my life right now. I am doing a Mika uh, Imminent fundraiser to... Uh, to uh, make a donation to his GoFundMe. And actually, we're giving away a Jacoby Custom Q. So let me actually uh, sh throw this up on stream right now. Uh, just as a promotion, I guess, to uh, to that raffle. We're donating 100% of the profits to Mika Eminen's GoFundMe page. And this is the Q that we're going to be raffling away. It is an absolute, stunningly beautiful Jacoby Custom Q. So... Let me they're all, they're all beautiful. They are. But this is the one we're giving away, the 10, 27, 47. 
uh, this is going to go away to whoever wins it. So 69 spots. Um, if you want any information on how you can get into it, it's on the Cue It Up podcast page, Cue It Up network page. It's also on my personal page. And if you want to make a donation to, if you ever wanted to make a donation to Meek Eminem and potentially try to win something, this is a good thing to get into because we're, uh, like I said, we're donating 100% of the profits over to Meek Eminem for his cancer fight. So uh, I guess, I'll, yeah, I'll give a plug for that here. I really need to fill it up. I've just been really, really, really lazy on doing it just because I have been so busy. I haven't really been doing anything to uh, to try to sell anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and get in some spots if you want. If you want any, reach out to the podcast, send us a message. We can uh, We can get you hooked up with whatever you want. And I believe there's only 28 spots left. So we're well over halfway there. And maybe with one big push today, we can get it all filled up before I head to Vegas tomorrow. So also, anybody, if you're in the Vegas area for the Super Bowl, hit me up because I'm going there tomorrow. And we can hang out and get a drink or, I don't know, do something. Are you, are you uh, going to the Super Bowl, yeah? Uh, no, I'm not going to the Super Bowl. I just happen to be going to Vegas for some unrelated business and happens to be overlapping. So I extended my trip out a couple of days just to, just to hang out in Vegas for the Super Bowl. So, mm. yeah, I guess that's really all I, uh, really all I have for today. It doesn't look like we have any other. Can Nate get the name of James hairstylist? Then they both look, then they'll both look fantastic. Who's James hairstylist. I think he mean, he must mean me. Oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I probably need to get a haircut, but yeah. too lazy for that. Made, that. made that color myself. You know, people pay a lot of money for this color. Erotic blonde, I think they call it. I think I just died a little on the inside. Wow. All right. Good work, Jimbo. All right. We're good to go then. Let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, for hey, we, hey we, finished, we finished a podcast in under an hour. You want to extend it out?